Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Big Black Girl, Small Kink Worlds. I'm back again with my best friend Lou, and we're here to talk about a topic that's very close to our hearts and souls. <laughs> we're going to talk about fatness and femininity today. It's still going to be sexy, guys, so like, stay tuned, because we're cuddled on this bed. Are we wearing clothes? Are we? I don't know. We'll never know either. And maybe we're piled on top of each other. Just Does like, it ever matter if we're wearing clothes? Like, I just feel like everyone imagines me naked during this podcast anyway. I'm essentially as naked as possible at all times. That's usually yeah. how my That's style go. That's true. You did answer the door in a bra and panties today. I did. Yeah. I did. It was really good. It yeah. was impressive. It, like, I mean, it, it was your birthday very recently. Oh, yes. It seemed appropriate. It was my birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, my God. Thank you. I am girl. a cancer baby. And you I'm are. just, I love the moon and um, cuddling and snacks. So yeah. we're just we're right up there wow. in the cancer love. What a hot combo. I know. Right? Yeah. So I want to just dive in because it says it's a big topic. Mm-hmm. Um Lou and I both have, we're both bigger ladies, okay? I'm a large... We're hot. Works for me. a babe. Thank you. I, you are also a babe. Thank you. Like, I, I would pick you out of a babe lineup and Ooh. be like, that babe. I think... Yeah. Yeah. I think us in a lineup... Like, sorry, I just got distracted with that visual. <laughs> it's a good visual. Like, I got distracted with somebody... Like, picking. Like, a, in a hot, consensually objectifying way. Like, kind of like picking us yeah. out of like a list, out of like a line of girls and like being like, I want these two. I, I mean, love just, objectification. I just like, <laughs> we've been talking about future slutty projects and yeah. it's on my mind. So I'm very interested in that idea. We will talk about, we'll figure, we'll play That's with that. future endeavor. We're going to write that. Okay. But um, yeah, so we're going to talk about femininity and how we have experienced it or gotten into it or figured it out the social construct of it as fat women Mm -hmm. and it's been gosh it's been a journey so um so i guess i'll start with some questions and stuff we'll see how lou responds oh yeah um (laughs) so lou you and i have have agreed that that femininity is a social construct yes so at what point in your life did you feel feminine did you feel like i'm a woman and mm, i've got Um, power probably around like 18 yeah 17 18 19 that was the actively that was that was the coming of my power kind of i mean Uh, you talk in such a sexy way like that's when all my power came that's when it came all over me and it tripped down my neck onto my bosom i'm sorry okay i just got like really carried away okay so lou we're talking about femininity and um you know what it means to each of us as fat women who have been raised as hot fat women well Uh raised as fat women we were raised (laughs) women i love that we've been hot fat women <laughs> but we were raised different <laughs> but um yeah what does um femininity what is it how, how do you relate to that i relate to femininity as um a 
It's like a girl is a woman is a person that was assigned female and that matches so far how I felt about myself as how I perform gender. Um, but I view, I view femininity as, as, um, and these are not my original thoughts, but like femininity and masculinity is just part of a general performance of gender that we're all kind of taking part in. And the idea that it's a social construct is kind of like, it's calling to the fact that it's it's not a hard thing. It's a thing that we're defining as we go, as we move through the world, as we interact with one another. We're, we're defining what's a girl and what's a boy. And we're defining what's feminine and what's masculine all the time for ourselves. Um, and to a certain extent, to varying degrees, that is put upon us. Yeah. Um, and I think as fat girls, we have an interesting socialization process as, as girls, as fat girls. Mm -hmm. Our relationship to femininity is inherently different because we represent a, you know, to put it, you know, sternly, a failed version of femininity. Mm -hmm. Um in our size and in the fact that we are not tiny and delicate and breakable and you know these things that a, a woman or a girl is supposed to be um, as a fat girl like I was I was just different than the girls around me and my relationship to femininity formed within that mm -hmm. um, as a sort of like I'm gonna I'm gonna always do this a little different yeah um, and I'm gonna always have to try a little harder to to be seen like them yeah and that's where feminine performance within fat women comes in fat women and femmes in general like mm -hmm. we're expected to perform a higher a higher performance of femininity, nails, makeup, hair, fashion, all of it. Clothes on top, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To be treated with the same respect as a thin woman wearing, no offense, like raggedy and dumb yeah. fuck clothes looking yeah. like a piece of shit. Like, no offense. No. Offense. <laughs> but you can walk down the, you know, you can, a thin girl can walk down the street in sweats and a t-shirt, you know, like we, we were talking about and be regarded as... Hot. As hot. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to walk down the street in and sweats and a t-shirt. You didn't try hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I have to look a certain way. I have to, to be, to be, I don't have to, but I have to, to be treated with the same degree to be, of respect. Yeah. Right. Because for some reason the respect is only offered if you look fuckable. Yeah. Like if you look like attractive. And I have to be really trying yeah. to be fuckable and it has to be really obvious right. that I want to be fucked. Yeah, um, I was just thinking it's the same thing with, like, a skinny woman eating a shit ton of food. Yeah. Like, there's all these YouTube videos of, like, thin women. All those I women. want girls who can eat. Yeah. Babe, you do not. You absolutely Babe, don't. you do not. Because <laughs> I can eat. Okay? Like, we all eat. We, we all, all eat. know that we all eat. What yeah. you want is a tiny, 
frail little bird eating a burger. Yeah, and that she doesn't finish. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, that she ordered. You don't want a fat girl. Exactly. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you don't want a girl who can eat that kind of food. Like, I mean, not this, I mean, unless she works out a shit ton, which is doable and whatever, but women, people who eat like that usually got a little bit around the middle, which I'm fine with, but others are not. (laughs) So... It's you just, can look like whatever the fuck and eat whatever the fuck. And it we should be all know that it has no correlation. So it's like, yeah, why are we still <laughs> saying I like a girl who can eat? If that's not, yeah, it's it's like, well, we we you want Megan Fox with barbecue sauce dripping down her tits? Yeah, we don't want that's like, actually a fat girl super hot. The pizza. I mean, I want that. I would just lick the but... hell out of Megan Fox's <laughs> barbecue tits. Like I'd be like, yeah. She was that was an important time in my life, right? Carl's Jr. wasn't Megan Fox. Isn't I think she it was just? It was Carl's Jr. It was always Carl's Jr. Because that was like their thing. Their they thing was slutty. like hot chicks biting into like. No huge burger them. yeah <laughs> this is the fatness and femininity discussion that we need to have yeah <laughs> oh man um because that's the thing that's that's literally the thing megan fox as champion of a fast food restaurant do you think you could get a fat a hot fat girl to be spokesman yeah of a fast food restaurant no chance in hell she None. has to look like she doesn't eat the food yeah she has to look like she you know, it, and Megan it's, Fox it's doesn't. So fucked. And Megan Fox does not eat at Carl's Jr. No. So that's the other thing is they're not even like really representing the people who eat there. Like she eats salads Put or a fat chicken girl on a on a <laughs> billboard of a burger, and you would get calls to the mayor. Like, <laughs> like I'm offended. <laughs> Agree. Yeah, it's a mess. I I feel very similarly about like again being raised as a fat girl. And not fitting in because that's what, where does femininity have a space for me? It it didn't, didn't have one. Um, I learned early on that I was fat due to my mom, who we've all learned is narcissistic on this part, on this podcast and had a lot to do with my, my insecurities and everything. But she was a huge factor in, in just the fact that she was ultra feminine Mm -hmm. and was also a bigger girl in her life. And lost a lot of weight, mm. and from there, oh shit, yeah, became Those ones are the worst. Well, she wasn't; she was only a size twelve, but you know, twelve is big enough for when she was, when she was growing up. Any so. previously fat person, I'm sorry, yeah, I don't trust. And she, um, not not totally. She was obviously super, super uh, damaging. But yeah. I mean, if you were to look at her, if you were to meet her. You just out and about, you would think, oh my god, what an ultrally, you know, just a beautiful woman. She's and successfully performing femininity. Successfully doing the femininity yeah. and, you know, with the outfits and the attitude. Any so, deviation is absolutely right. not okay to her. Exactly. And me being so sad. you existing as a fat girl is not okay to her. Absolutely not. And it was something I never heard the, I never heard the end of. And yeah. it wasn't until I actually lost, like, 80 pounds before she, like, you know, started taking me shopping for clothes and, like, gave a shit about the fact that I was wearing, like, the wrong bra for about eight years. The worst. It was just the worst. Um, But, yeah, just that kind of, of attitude. Like, yes, you know, femininity is definitely created by a lot of different things if you, you know, want to dive into it. Femininity is a construct, and it is constructed by a lot of different people. Yeah. And a lot of different 
systems and institutions that are way bigger than your mom that are that are way bigger than my mom yeah (laughs) i feel like they're hard to get out from under yeah i feel like i first felt feminine when i thought like when somebody was attracted to me Mm -hmm. but but i mean at a time when i understood what that was (laughs) so i was a little bit i'll say like i think i started getting noticed by men at eight o'clock eight o'clock wow at eight years old um, and that's because I was very, like, coming into my body at a very young age. But I wasn't, I didn't really understand what any of that was until I was, like, 12, 13, 14. And I think I still, like, it still wasn't something that I thought was positive. Like, the way men were yelling at me or talking to me, the the attention I was getting from boys was still, like, really bad. So I still didn't feel like the other girls, like, even though I had friends that were girls, we weren't very close and I couldn't talk to them about my things. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go shopping together, which was a huge thing in high school and middle school. Yeah. Like, you know, couldn't develop those bonds because who can relate to the things that I'm going through as a fat woman, like a fat girl, like getting called horrible names, getting bullied by boys. Like boys would like catch, they would like chase me and then like catch me in a circle and just like hurl insults at me. And it was like, how can I talk to my super pretty friend who's getting, you know, getting asked out to dances and stuff about this? And it was just a lot. So I guess my femininity didn't really clock in until I was like 18 or 19. And I decided to start trying to be feminine, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like I had moved out. I was buying my own clothes. I was trying to be more than wearing sweatpants and stuff, just trying. And I think that's where, for me, I started to realize, like, okay, maybe I am, like, maybe I have this power that I didn't think I had before. So it just, but it definitely took, just, it took, like, what I feel like are the silliest things to make me feel like I was a woman. And able to dress myself without anybody looking at me. Hell Was a huge part of it. Huge part. Was a huge part. For me, yeah. It was, it was being able to put on a slut outfit with, confidence and feel and and actually feel hot in it yes it was also the things that were accessible like I feel like femininity for me also wasn't accessible because there weren't stores that made things up to my size we can talk about that some more yeah let's do that Um, (laughs) let me put my water bottle down Santa Cruz has very little options for fat clothing right and the only option was forever 21 and they just they just closed their plus size department from their store. Like they had, they had a plus size department. It had already been incorporated into the store, mm-hmm. and it was large and thriving. And every time I was in there, other fat girls were in there with me shopping uh-huh. because we don't have a fucking other option other than Target in this town. Because mm-hmm. we can talk about how fast fashion is trash, and it is. I don't disagree, but yeah. a girl's got to fucking shop. Yeah, and. Now I can't even go there. Yeah. Now you've been cut off. So, yeah, it's a thing that you can't shop with your girlfriends when you're a teenager. And it's a thing that you can't go into stores and try clothes on. It's a thing that you can't experience that that side of femininity that is all about that consumerist, you know, side of femininity that's all about... Being able to be welcome in a physical space uh, and dress yourself and do those things. A lot of us didn't get to do that until we were older and had access to different resources. Those weren't things that were accessible to us as exactly. young girls. Yeah, it's so 
we don't get to play with that until we're older. Until we're older. And the and dolls, then, we don't have dolls that look like us. We don't yeah. have... So, like, my sense of style, I didn't really come into that until, I want to say, five or six years ago. Like, mm-hmm. because that's when clothes started to come out in my size that were mm-hmm. cute, <laughs> that weren't super-duper expensive, that I could fuck with. Like, it was... It's been such a weird journey. Like, I, I remember... I don't know if you remember hearing about Baby Doll Couture, but it's like this... Mm-hmm. It was like this hairstylist oh. uh, woman yeah, who, okay, sorry. I was <laughs> baby fat. Oh, no, different. Um, but Different this, and disappointing. So disappointing. But um, this, this lady, I think she runs a, it was like a plus size salon mm-hmm. because she went to a salon to get her hair done once and she sat in the chair and it broke. Mm. And it was just, I mean, was she, is she super like large? Absolutely. But it still doesn't change the fact that we should be able to go places and get our hair done and like get our nails done, like get to... If femininity is something that we are performing, then getting your hair and nail do- nails done is like... You're telling me I'm not welcome here. Right. And it's it's also like, I feel like it's part of the... the like, if femininity is a job that we're doing because yeah. we're performing it, then like, that is a like part of the job. Yeah. Is to go and get your nails done and go to get your hair done and like... Absolutely. Be in those spaces. And, and so she created her own plus size salon so that she could feel comfortable and other bigger women could feel comfortable too. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's booming because all fat women have these experiences where yeah. people look at you fucked up because you come in a salon and you're fat. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm fat. Like, I have hair. How dare you be fat and, have and exist. Hair. <laughs> exactly. Or get your nails done. How dare you? Like, bitch. That's the other thing is like, <laughs> I've absolutely been in nail salons and been the only fat girl and absolutely felt some weird shit. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here getting my acrylics so that I can be treated not so that I mean I got them so I could feel hot you like them yeah just they're so fucking sexy agreed but um when I was getting them done regularly I was often the only fat girl in there and it was something I missed I wish I you know I'm trying harder than all you motherfuckers and I also feel hotter than all of you motherfuckers and it's a lot to try like we were mentioning before that it's a very it's you're supposed to be as a feminine as a person who's performing femininity you are soft and delicate and your nails are perfect and you look like you don't do anything Mm -hmm. other than be gorgeous like you just you just exist and you're glowing and somehow you're tan but you're not like burnt but you're also not like too dark but you're not like there's like all these different mediums you have to play within I remember working um at the Home Depot as a supervisor and I was being told that I looked too intimidating because I didn't smile enough and I'm a big black woman so I guess I'm super intimidating if I don't Mm. smile all the time so like one of my one of the people in my life who became a friend when they first met me and this was probably a red flag but when they first met me they told me that because I was so cheery and jolly all the time and I just talked like this because I didn't want to intimidate anyone <laughs> they smiling all the time for no reason like she was like she thought that I wasn't like I didn't know that I was a black person and that I was like just super weird and fake because all I did was like smile all the time and like try not to be you know, have all these really nice conversations. And she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, this is how, because I'm fat and because I'm black and because people find that inherently intimidating, I had to overperform being super feminine. So I wore bright colors all the time. The most approachable. Yes, as I tried my hardest to be super 
cute and cheery and you know I only put blush on my cheeks like it was just like I did all of this so that I could because I worked in a male-dominated field with a lot of men in the in the mm-hmm. space all the time I just was trying to be feminine enough to where they would respect me enough because at least they were thinking about possibly fucking me so they were nice I was looking for nice that's yeah. what I was looking for it was just I just wish people could respect women without considering whether or not they're attractive yeah and we see that and all that's the time the thing that's the thing is is in the fucking disgusting culture that we live in um women who aren't deemed fuckable are not worthy of our respect and it doesn't matter what it's they do. why we don't respect old people it's why we don't respect fucking disabled people like mm-hmm. it's it's why we don't give respect to people that we don't find attractive yeah um how many fucking men are self-proclaimed feminists but treat the fat old woman that they encounter at the grocery store like shit? Yeah. You have to be down for her, too. Yeah. If you're going to be down for all of you know? If yeah. She's a part of it. Yeah. And fat women are so rarely seen as a part of it. Um, yeah. Unless we're... You know, being actively fetishized and, you know, and right. people want to fuck us, which, of course, those people are down for fat rights as long <laughs> as they're getting their dicks wet. Yeah. And... Because and then, and then the thing is, is that there aren't... It's a specific type of fat girl, too. There's a fat... There's, there's, there's the Ashley Grahams of the fat girl world where that she's bitch. thick. Oh, I know. Girl, we don't... We're not going to get... Because, listen, <sighs> Ashley Graham... That's another episode. She's a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start That's there. That's another episode. Finish there. She's the worst. Yeah. But she but she has that shape of, like, I'm thick, but, like, I have no belly. My arms are cute. So then that's an acceptable fat girl. Mm-hmm. So somebody's like, oh, she's fat. I love fat girls. Da, da, da. It's like, no. We just had a fat girl on the cover of Sports Illustrated. No, we did not. No, you didn't. No, we did not. Incorrect. <laughs> you know? Because, I'll tell you when we have. Right? Because there's, there's fat women with bellies. Like, I have a belly. So, like... Like for me, especially with like photos and stuff, I used to be one of those people that was like, well, I'm just going to take a picture of this neck down because I was really ashamed of the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. Just in general, you know, it was just like I knew it wasn't what people were looking for. So it was really difficult for me to be honest about it. That really did stop. <laughs> and, and at some point, I think it stopped. And I probably have talked about it on this podcast already. But I was dealing, I was talking to this man and I hooked up with him or I at least attempted to. But he was like. I've never been with a woman this big and like he didn't want to go anywhere past my belly. Ugh. And I was like, well, that is the first and last time I will ever deal with that shit. Because then it was like... Traumatizing as fuck. Right? And it's also just like we're in this right now. You, you saw me when you opened, like when I opened the door, you know what I mean? Like, it, but all that, all that to I say... I don't look that different naked. It's not that bad. <laughs> like, it's really not that huge of a deal. But either way, it's like... <sighs> It's it's just it's just I'm also a person, mm-hmm. you know. I may have a belly, sure, but I am also a person, and I'm attractive. Bellies are fucking cute, as and fuck. they are adorable. I have learned. Do I still have issues with my belly? Yes, but I have learned to like love it. Like I love, I love it. I touch, I touch it. My belly, like I cuddle every it. Day. This is super weird, guys. I'm so sorry, but like I definitely touch it and I hold it, and yeah. I'm just like you know. And it's it's very strange to me because it was something I avoided. Like, I, it's not something I could tell anyone else who would understand. You would understand. Because it's something that you grow to hate. It's like that part of you that you're like, oh, fuck, I just want to get rid of this belly. Then you yeah. look at the world and they're telling you about how you need to lose your belly fat. And you're like, this is something you could do 15 minutes a day for a month and you lose your belly fat. It's like, it's like everybody's telling you this one part of your body is yeah. like 
a cancer. So obviously that's what I thought for a really long time. And then I just started to just stop. I just, I got so tired of hating myself. I got so tired of hating like the way that I felt about myself and my body. Mm -hmm. So I started looking at myself in the mirror. I started turning sideways and like looking at all the possible things. Another huge thing I did is I started taking pictures of my body. Okay, yes. Yeah. Because that's a huge thing. Just like all angles, like I stopped being scared. I was like, you know, it's just me. I'm the only one looking at it. Let me see, you know? And that's like the work I had to do to be comfortable with myself. So like, yeah, I can't imagine like a skinny woman and I getting, you know, having that kind of conversation and it being relatable. There's And so the it's just not the same. Like, and I do believe that most women have issues with their body because that's the world we live in. Yeah. But God, fat women, it, we get... You have no idea. We get <laughs> hostile treatment. Yeah. I have gotten... I have had dudes try to fight me before yeah. because I'm a bigger woman. Like... My sister is 5'3 and skinny and cute and well she's got a big ass booty. Let's just we'll just say that. But she's super tiny, very ultra feminine. And she will get in somebody's face and yell and scream and they'll never even try to lift a hand. But let me get up in somebody's face, in a dude's face, and already because I'm a big girl, he doesn't find me attractive. He's he puts his arms up. Like I've been in a situation where I've had to step in between yeah. her and a threat. And yeah. it was like a different situation because she's tiny and feminine and i'm big and masculine you know just like and i'm not masculine literally as you said that i was like if you could see the laugh right it's trying to burst like i am the i am ultra feminine but it took but even that like mass like masculine fat women yeah have a totally different experience totally that I will never different. understand. The ones, especially, like, people who are, like, probably dress more butch or, like, don't consider themselves femme, so they just, like, dress in, like, baggy clothing. I can't even imagine what they go through. Because... Okay, I just saw a picture on the internet of these two fat women in, you know, baggy... You posted, yes. Yeah, baggy khaki shorts and baggy t-shirts, high, you know, high-waisted, like, jeans, belt. mom shorts. Mom yeah. shorts. They were, like, taking they their kids to the zoo. They were so cute. Yes. And I, Adorable. And... And that was my honest-to-God reaction when I saw the picture and then I read the text and it it spoke about how the women were, you know, getting made fun of on this other page. Mm-hmm. But that the outfit that they were wearing, they were both wearing, was no different than what, you know, a Kendall Jenner would wear walking down the street. Like mm-hmm. high-waisted shorts, um, you know, kind of baggy shorts and a, and a t-shirt yeah. tucked into it. And it's like... They were absolutely not deviating from anything just, in what they were wearing, but um, we, you know we're crucified because of it. Crucified. and it's like yeah, the only thing they're doing different is being fat is existing and being fat. There was also a video or I think some type of picture or something on Instagram or something that went around. It was a black fat woman, and she was like at a stoplight in a bright ass yellow, cute little like romper outfit don't know if it was a dress or an outfit because it wasn't like a dress or a romper or pants but it was like a whole thing and I was like girl yes <laughs> the yellow was popping I was like okay but like the meme or the joke was that just that she was fat and waiting for this light to change at, and waiting to cross the crosswalk and like she found it and posted it on her shit and she was like I don't understand why I'm getting like why I'm getting filmed and made fun of for walking down the street in clothing mm-hmm. like 
what is the difference between me being a human person and you being a human person? Like, would you appreciate if somebody, you know, saw you picking your nose or whatever the fuck you're doing in your car and put that shit online and started making fun of you for being you like for having a big nose or for your ears being too big like what the fuck like it's just the thing it's a body it's a human and that's one thing I hate about the digital age is like now people will pull out their cameras and just like you know make jokes right there and it's like okay I mean I, I used to fear it that was one of the things I was really nervous about pull stuff out and make jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean like I was really nervous about like being like fat and falling and like ending up on the internet <laughs> like, and I was just like man that'll definitely that'll 100% be me and it was a joke now I don't give a fuck because I'll just I'll just sue or make money or end up on Ellen like, like it'll just I'll just turn that shit around and be fine fuck Ellen you're right but she gives money to people so you there's that. her money. Right. I don't doubt that for a second. But I mean, would I ever go? Who knows? But I'm just saying, like, I would turn that shit around. Like, you, you're you not going to, you know, I'm not going to find, I'm not going to go viral on the internet and I'll be like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like, I'm also, this is the outfit I wore on Instagram. Like, <laughs> just follow me, I guess. So it's just like this whole, this whole attitude where if you're not attractive, then you don't deserve respect. You don't deserve privacy. You don't deserve you know, even like people on the journey to lose weight, like whether or not they're, they're whatever. Like I've, that's I've the been... other thing is like a fat person, a fat woman is only okay if she's not okay with being fat. Oh yeah, and she has to be trying to not be fat for and, her to be okay. Yes, and even if she is trying, you can still ridicule her, of course, because she's still trying. Yeah, and it's like she's not going fast enough. But like a fat person that's like okay with being fat. Yeah, no, fuck them. Absolutely not allowed. How dare they? Yeah. They're like, oh, but you're glorifying obesity. And it's like how I'm literally just living. I don't have children, so, so I'm not teaching them. you think it's a glory to be me as well? <laughs> like, oh, so, yeah, right? Like, so you, you're mad that you can't eat all the things and just, like, not worry, I guess? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what... Like, thin people aren't also doing that. Yeah. Like... They do all those things. They eat, they also eat Hot Cheetos for breakfast and, like, drink nothing but tequila. Like, whatever it is a fat person does, skinny people do it too. And that's, I don't know. I just feel like that's a huge issue for me is like we're not doing anything different I'm just trying to live my life and you don't have to deal with me if you don't like it but I've, I've been jogging down the street before and people have hurled comments at me I and and it, I wouldn't I'm not the only fat woman that has been trying to lose weight or tried at a point and people were ridiculing her for existing in a gym oh yeah like you know the amount of shame that fat people get in gyms is it's astronomical insane. it's like what do you want from us? Right? Can't do anything right. <laughs> don't want to... I've, I've gotten weird looks and comments when I was eating a salad at a place. Like, I'm not supposed to eat a salad, but, like, God forbid I'm eating anything else. Like, all kinds of horrible things have gone on. And it's just... I just feel like at some point, it's almost like we can't exist and, and be fat. But I, I decided... That's, that's the root of it. Yeah. But I decided, you know, like, to fuck that and... I decided to be flashy as hell. Yeah. The other day I wore... So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I want to hear about your flashy as hell. I want to hear about, like, the process in which you decided to start being, being flashy. flashy. So I started out camming when I was, like, 19. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, got into the Yahoo chats when I was, like, 12. So I was, like, wow. really into the chat game. Mm-hmm. So when I when I, I got onto Omegle Reddit... Omegle or whatever. Omegle. Oh, yeah, I did Omegle. Omegla. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. But yeah, I've done that before. But I was mostly like in chat rooms and like trying to like talk to people and getting to know people that way. And that was fun. But one of the things I did was when cam chat, like when cams started to be a thing, I started to be really into that. I got 
I was all over it. I mean, it wasn't exactly like my whole body, but I was definitely getting comfortable with being sexual in front of other people in a way that was safe. But also dealing with people who were attracted to me and which was, I mean, I did have a boyfriend in high school, but it was very clear that he wasn't attracted. Like he was into somebody else and I was kind of like just there, you know, but when you're raised as a fat girl, (laughs) you're raised to think that any attention is good attention. So, you know, we dealt with that. And um, yeah, but when I, when I started to cam, I, I started to realize that like other people, like people I would have never considered would find me attractive. And I started to feel like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can access things and do things that other girls do. Like other girls would come into cam and they would do things and they would like get all this attention. And then like, I would, you know, cam up and people would talk to me and I'd be like, this is crazy. I didn't think I was attractive. Mm -hmm. I, my mother told me for years that I wasn't, that I was ugly and basically useless. So it was a lot. I, I think there's something to the fact that I also relate to the, like, my being sexualized by men was a part of my yeah process sure. and leaning into my femininity and leaning into wearing certain things. It was because um, men were telling me that, that was hot, hot, yeah. And to a degree, I, I hate that. Right. Um, it got me where I am, and now I can effectively say now you can. Men. But yeah, I didn't do those things for myself until it was specifically told to me that that was desirable and sexy. And then it was like, oh, oh, there's power in this. Right. Um, I can do this and be treated differently. Right. And so I'm going to. And that's that's different Mm -hmm. than a girl who has always had anybody be into her that she wants yeah and develops her femininity and develops her sense of like self-empowerment you know Through on that. her own yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> not you know like yeah everybody's well, got their shit and everybody does right i do want to i do want to touch on that point because i know before we were talking about how like when you're in high school like bonding and things like that as as women as females as girls a lot of it involves, you know, not just self-deprecation, because that's a huge part of it, but it's also shopping and, like, finding things and, like, trying things on together, like, finding your style, all that stuff. I was so into accessories. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I love this purse. I really <laughs> want to just shop for jewelry today, you guys. Yeah. That's all I want. I just wanted these eyeglasses that are on this rack. It's, it's exhausting. It was so much, but I also, I, I remember, like, thinking, because a lot of these shows that come out for, like, young adults or teens are so focused on the 17-year-old girl and all the power she has mm-hmm. as a 17-year-old girl who's on the cusp of, like, becoming a woman and, like, super important because her sexuality is budding. <laughs> it's like, man, when I was 17, my sexuality and my stuff like nobody was looking at me like that nobody was thinking like oh man she's got all this power because she's a young girl it was like you know it's only if you're super attractive it's only if you you know are attractive and understand your sexuality even a little bit that you have all this power yeah so like for me my power (laughs) didn't didn't tap in until I realized that I had any and I was this was probably like six-ish years ago and I was just coming into feeling, you know, good about me. 
and just my body and my life and who I am and, and trying to accept myself. I had just gotten out of a huge, terrible relationship. So it was like, what's wrong here? And, and I found it. I found my own power. And it started with me not giving a shit about what anybody thought. Yeah. But it is really, and everybody says that, as, especially if you get older. Like, I'm also 30 or 32. And, you know, you're a little bit younger than me. So there's always like, oh, when you get turned 30, you just stop giving a fuck. It's true. So it does, it has helped me a lot. And I feel way more whole than I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. um, because I allowed myself, I mean, I'm glad I went through the things I went through. It sucked, but it's helped me become just the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can't. I can't be upset about that. The other day I wore this bright orange dress and I thought to myself while I was putting it on, I was like, I am a, being a terrible fat girl. This dress is like not something that's super duper flattering. Like there was like, you could see my belly a little bit. It was like a body, con not a body con, but it was like a maxi dress. And it was just, you know, bright ass orange and loud. You know, my hair is all colored. Oh, I love it. I know. <laughs> I love it too. But I was thinking at the time, I was like, you know, my mom would just... <sighs> And, and what I was wearing. Because like, you're taking up space. Yes. And loudly. And loudly. And brightly. How dare you? Exactly. And I was like, man, I've come so far. Like, yeah. from, I used to just wear sweatpants, sweatshirts, all blacks, like, whatever I could to cover my body. The smile I would have, like, walking down the street in shorts, like, it was a revolutionary thing. Like, it was yeah. the best <laughs> thing that I could ever do. And it right. made me so happy Isn't just it? wearing shorts. So the other, I mean, it's another thing to think that, like, there's all these different, all this change, all this revolution for change in this country happening. Mm -hmm. And I, the part of me is, like, existing has always been a rebellion for me. Mm -hmm. Existing and not falling prey to, like, hating myself has been a rebellion. Your loving yourself is an act of, yeah. like, radical yeah. change. And it's been, it's been a fantastic journey so far. But I... It's been a lot, though. I feel like a lot of men, though they have their own kind of journey, I'm sure. It's just so, it's just not so, so, like, deeply rooted in how other people see you. I feel like that's such a, like, a woman thing. Like, how performing, do people... Performing masculinity is just a whole different It's just different. Yeah. yeah. It's just all different. And I just... Because so much of femininity, so much of feminine performance is... Or accessibility, like, to other people. Right, and true. it's just, I, men are different. Yeah. Men are not asked... To be accessible, To really. be accessible in yeah. those ways. Um, and available in those ways all the time. Yeah. And it's like... That's that's just us. Yeah, we were um, we were talking earlier because we were listening to some Tovlo. <laughs> we were talking about being the cool girl. That was another thing. Because, um, you know, fat and kink, um, I will say that, like, entering the kink world has made me feel like a hot-ass ticket, okay? <laughs> like, these men love them, some fat chicks, okay? They go like, when can I meet you? Yes, your body is fly. Like, Joining fat life was, whew, you know, important. Beyond. Do we know if they're single? Who knows? Are they fetishizing you? Probably. But at least it's the attention that... I guess feminine, other feminists have been just getting. Sometimes you need to be validated in your existence. And it is validation. And in a community that is supposed to, or, you know, for the most part does, celebrate non-normative things. Yeah. And like otherness and just looking different and being different. And it's helped. It's, yeah, greatly. It's, it's a place 
where fat people are welcomed. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, and not just not just fat people, but I feel like it also gives you because people will accept alternative lifestyles and things like that. I feel like gender expression and all kinds of you know sexuality identities, like all kinds of things. They just every, there's just more acceptance there. When you're less attached to rules and strict, rigid beliefs about how you're supposed to act and be like, that's gonna it, it's gonna open you up to other shit. Yeah, so it is. I would agree that it's a space for people that are open to non-normative things, and that includes yeah. like gender expression and sexuality. And it- and we did, I feel like we spoke earlier about how it gives us the space to to be these different these different women that we weren't able to be growing up. Like you said, um, you were able to be softer and mm-hmm. and small and all these other things. And I was able to be more powerful. Like my power was, I felt like was stripped from me because I felt so intimidating and all these things. And coming into, like I tried to be soft and gentle because I was so intimidating. So coming into this kink world... Where being soft and gentle when you're when it means being codependent and when it means being like betraying yourself is not respectable in this community at all. People encourage you to talk, speak up for yourself, make sure you're advocating for what you feel and what you like and what you don't like and what you can't do. All of that, you know, mm-hmm. is important. And then, you know, obviously putting yourself in a position to realize that the treatment you're getting is incorrect and you need to stop it or this is stuff you love and you want it to continue. All of that is so important. And I feel like that was the only place I felt comfortable to even express those things. Like I didn't even think about aftercare until somebody brought it up because I didn't consider needing to be cared for after having this super emotionally vulnerable sex. Mm -hmm. Like those kinds of things slipped my mind because I don't, I don't, like, at some point, I still don't see myself as, like... We have to learn how to, like, we have to learn how to ask for care. And ask for help. When we're not, when we're not taught that. Yeah. And it's, especially as it relates to kink, I think, learning how to ask for, that's just a, it teaches you how to ask for things. And it teaches you how to, like... Immediately, too assess your own needs and then communicate them to other people if you're, you know, kind of if you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's going to help you in, in so many different ways. That's going to teach you how to, like, talk to people about, like, things that you're not usually comfortable talking about. Yeah, it puts you... And, like, puts you in a position of agency, kind of, in a in a new way of, this is me, this is my body, this is what I look like. Um, this is what I want you to do to me. Mm-hmm. This is what I would like you to call me. This is what I, how I would like you to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and if you don't talk to me, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> way different than showing up and, you know, to a date with a dude that I know nothing about. Yeah. know nothing about how he's going to... I don't feel as much agency in that situation as right. I do in a community of kingsters which is also another thing that's really strange about femininity and dating in general is like you're encouraged to keep your the most the i would say like you're crazy or like the things Bitch, all of I that need to talk that shit out on the first date but they encourage you to yeah. hide it yeah to be manipulative i cannot right i do not know but like as a woman yeah they've taught like you're supposed to be let me hide myself i don't want to give any too much away let me 
push and chase and it's like kink is the opposite of that some people are like that or whatever and that's fine but most kink people in the community are like no what do you want to do how do you want me to touch you yeah what are the things you like i'm that way because of just my brain and my mental illness i can't not talk about every aspect of things but kink brought that to a new level of communication yeah that i was never at before and i absolutely credit that to kink yeah it's just like teaching me how to talk about stuff right and teaching me how to ask for things yeah i feel the same way like um i i have one experience where i was oh um, yeah the cool girl i was i had a, a guy come over uh he was married at the time i was much younger guys don't judge me um but he was married at the time he did eventually get divorced and remarry and yes he cheated on her too anyway he would come over and he would fuck my mouth and then he would leave. We did that for a year and it was so hot. Like I'm telling you right now, it was great. That sounds it was great. Like it would have been a dream. The a first time life. that we actually had sex, it was terrible. It was great. Oh, oh, we he was the dude he okay, so he's the one who took my anal cherry. And he did it so well. Because okay. he was very well versed yeah. in anal and he just knew everything and it was a very it was a great experience actually. Um yeah, put that in like the top ten sex experience of my life. That's great. Yeah, he would love to hear that he was top ten. I will never tell him. Um but um no, it was good. And then, you know, eventually I had to be very vocal about what was working for me and what wasn't. But it definitely was a lot difficult. It was way more difficult for me until I, you know, until I got into kink because I was just so, the validation was nice, but I was just so nervous that if I spoke up too much or said something, then he would get frustrated and leave. Yeah. And that was just kind of. That doesn't feel safe to me. Yeah. And it wasn't. And, yeah. and so when it became something that I couldn't do anymore, yeah. then I was able to speak up for myself and, and I, I was able to do that. But again, it was only because I was involved in kink and yeah. I was able to notice that this is something I didn't like and it didn't feel good. And yeah, it was nice it's to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need to feel safe. I need other people that relate to my need for this. Level of that like give a shit yeah. about how comfortable you are. Yeah. yeah, I I feel like kink has definitely opened up that world to me to at least meet men who well people in general but at least men that i can i can be whoever the fuck i want to be and whether or not they're involved usually they're fine with it like i could be like you know i'm actually not that into that and they'll be like oh okay you know then that's fine and you know i'll be like oh you're you're on your way and that's fine like okay and they just go about their way instead of like a guy that i was went on two dates with and I tell him that actually I I don't want to have anal on the second date. The conversations, yeah, (laughs) the conversations that I have with people that are outside the kink community and the conversations with people within it or that are slightly versed in it. So different. Astronomically different. Yeah. Um, Not to say that there aren't wonderful people outside of it. I date date a lot of them. But yeah. It's brought me tremendous difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has not been <laughs> I easy. I have to do a lot of labor in bringing them into that. And as it turns out, I don't really have any interest in that. Yeah. I want to date people that are also gross. Yeah, and into the things you're into. Yeah. Well, it's been super great to like be on this journey in general, and I'm so glad that I met you. But I would like to make an introduction. I am now fertility goddess Nisi. Oh, wow. 
Um, yeah. Uh, who is she? Listen, she's bored. She's a bored goddess, okay? Yeah. She needs entertainment. She's, like, not here for, like, anybody who's got any kind of qualms with, like, offering gifts. Here's the thing is, I love gifts and I rarely get them I give them all the time and I feel like I get them from like some of my closest friends but you know what it's it's about time men start giving me gifts because I give five-star blowjobs and they should work for those I should be getting something for those no question and they're great so I've been I've honed my skills and you know my attention and my affection any of it it's like ah. I haven't seen you suck a dick I'm just realizing so that you've seen video. No, I mean like in, oh, in life, real life. Yeah, you've seen me, and I, I haven't have. seen you. That's true. We should do that sometime. I mean, we will. We absolutely are going to. But I have so many I guys. Just, I just got such a wave of like Hot. FOMO. Like, yeah. wow, I've really missed out. It's so much fun. I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a oh no, mouth. some boy is gonna be in so much trouble because <laughs> he's gonna be uh -oh. like. He's going to, like, come over, and he's going to be like, I'm here for my blowjob. And you're going to be, like, just sitting there. And he's going to be like, who is this? She's here to watch. She's here, too. <laughs> She's here to study, and that's it. <laughs> and if you want to jump Honestly, in. I bet you could teach me some things. Maybe. Because everybody sucks dick differently. They do. And I don't doubt for a second that you're, that you have some specific wisdom that you could offer me. Can I tell you a thing? Okay, so... Please. I was hooking up with this friend that I am no longer hooking up with. It was very amicable. However, one thing I was really proud of is, well, of course he loved my blowjobs. And of course he would, like, freak the fuck out. Like, he gave me, like, the best... That friend? Yeah. Okay. He gave me, like, the best, like, re like the like the responses. Uh -huh. Like, I got, like, the moans, I got the dirty talk, which mm -hmm. were awesome like one time he told me he was proud of me and i was just like oh my god so like one thing i do and that i was, just started i mean i that satisfied oh, me for so hot like just like cocked down my throat his hand on my head and he was telling me that he i'm such a good girl and he was so proud of me and i was I just, just like <gasps> just like clenched better. like my whole body was like oh my god <laughs> um but one of the things i i learned i started doing was I, I kept feeling like I could feel like his heartbeat through like mm -hmm. different parts of his body. But I really like the feeling of a heartbeat in general. So I would like slowly creep my hand up while I was like choking on him. And like the really ex exciting moves I would do, I would like put my hand on his heart to feel his heartbeat. Mm -hmm. It was great. He That's loved hot. that shit. Wow. <laughs> he, he wouldn't say it, but you could tell with like all I the movements. I can never, yeah. It was so good. Can't wait to do that again. I'm usually focused <laughs> on trying not to suffocate. Oh, die. oh yeah. I'm really good at breathing through my nose. I'm really bad at it. And like, but the thing <laughs> is, I also, I just also really love sucking dick. Like, I just love it. Yeah, and I, if I'm doing it the way I want to do it, I'm going to be struggling to breathe. Is Dang. what I'm saying. Dang. <laughs> There's got to be a way. We got to figure it I out. I mean, that's my way. Is it's 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 a struggle. It's a struggle. And it's a, it turns in. That's part of it. Well, that's fun. Okay. Well, as long as it's part of it. As long as everybody's having yeah, a good time. I mean, it's, I think, I think messiness is hot. So I have shared a dick with one of my friends, like one of a best, a another best friend of mine. And it, we, it was so much fun. Like we were just like both like 
oh my god, you do this and you do this. Oh my god, this is so hot. Like, I want that so experience. Much. We're gonna have it. Yeah, like I want to so like hold fun. it for each other and be yeah. like, you want to turn and I'll. Then we like meet at the tip for a kiss and then yeah. go back. Oh, it was oh, so cute. That's cute. Yeah, we have to do it. It'd be so much fun. Your lips are so much bigger than mine. Yeah, they are. They're bigger than most people's lips, and I didn't yeah. notice that until like life happened mm-hmm. and I started kissing like. Uh, like lots of people mm-hmm. and I was like oh so this is just my lips are just large and I didn't oh but I have made out with people with lips that are bigger than mine and yikes if that's how you guys feel when you kiss me I'm sorry it's awkward all I experience <laughs> when I kiss large-lipped people is like bliss oh I just get it's I get like chewy bliss they get chewed but on. I don't have I'm not taking up a lot of space it's true so yeah but like, I love your my lip partners shape. are able to have like large lips and that doesn't really see that's comfortable that. like two large lipped people cannot I mean function. I think that's fucking hot as well don't get me wrong but it's so much but it's I, just I, a I don't lot ex- I can't experience of, like it, ricochet so. yeah I wouldn't know it's like when two big titty you people try to hug problems like <laughs> oh my god when we hug but like we're different heights like, my tits I've, are literally go above above yours. mine and they rest it's really cute and that's adorable but like somebody my well, height like, would just like a Tetris game of, cool. of curves and titties. <laughs> yeah. We're just, yeah, we are a Tetris game of titties and ass and titties. That should be one of our OnlyFans videos. Ass and titties. No, Tetris. Ass and titties. Oh my God. <laughs> are you writing this down? We have so have many guys. Guys, there may be an OnlyFans account happening. <laughs> There's lots of different opportunities. Get out. <laughs> There may be. Who knows? Anyway. Tetris. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. But guys, thank you for joining us in our conversation about fatness and femininity. I hope you had a good time. I mean, it's been difficult, right? But we're here. We're living it. I had one more thing I wanted to say. What did you want to say? It's about competition. (gasps) Yes. Let's do it. We've got. Let's do it. I'm like... It's just the last little bit that I wanted to say, but yeah. it's like, it just popped in my head. But, um, being socialized as a fat girl next to other non-fat girls, um, I was, I was, it was always a competition about getting the attention of the people around us, specifically the boys around us. Um, very straight and gross, but, um... That was how femininity was presented to me, was was like there was a version in front of me that was successful and that was appealing, and then there was a version that I was doing that was not successful and that was not appealing in mm-hmm. some way. And that competition, that sense of like otherness and differentness made me not only detest the men for treating me differently, but detest the other girls mm-hmm. and their successful femininity. Um, because I could not do that. Yeah. And that created a very, that created a, just a, a lot of just like internalized misogyny and internalized bullshit with other girls, um, as being part of the problem. Yeah. Um, as, as being responsible for part of a large part of my bad treatment yeah. was from other girls. Um, yeah. and there's. There's just something to that that's really depressing in the fact that um, I didn't feel, I felt more, I felt more appreciated by men who wanted to fuck me 
than girls that were supposed to be my friends. I agree. I, I absolutely and, felt that too. And what a and what a way to come up in the world mm-hmm. because now I'm unlearning that. I'm unlearning the seeking out men's approval constantly and I'm relearning the fact that actually other femmes are, are who I can trust. Yes. And like that is not what I was taught. At all. And yeah. that is some hard shit to unlearn it is and that bleeds into every aspect of how i move through relationships um how i trust people how i instantly judge people you know as much as i try not to like that affects how i'm doing these things and what a fucking shame that because my femininity was different than theirs that I was that I was punished for it and felt that I couldn't then you know rely on other girls to be there for me yeah um, and I'm having to relearn that you know through the fucking wonderfulness of like fat friendship and wonderful other fat ladies but I am I can definitely absolutely relate except for me I feel like that was a part of it that happened and then there was the op the actual opposite which is something I I feel like I experienced a little bit more recently where because I was a complete different version of this a different like completely different from this person both in size and all these things I had to offer and that other woman was super insecure about it like because I was big and had those things and this other person was super insecure about it and made me out to be some type of villain because of it is like either like either way I'm a threat either I'm like the opposite of a threat and just completely disregarded by these women or I am a complete threat because of how different I am and that has always been and I I feel like a lot of that also has more to do with a little bit more with race than it has to do with my size absolutely but it's it's one of those things too where it's like as a fat girl sometimes you just can't fucking win like yeah like even the women like luckily the women in my life right now I've befriended are real like honest to good people who are my friends who love me and they would never have like you guys would never have these kinds of conversations with me but like there are some women out there who just because they're insecure it doesn't matter what the other woman is doing they're going to be insecure about it it's just and so I feel like I figured I felt like a lot of that and probably when I was younger I was dealing with a lot of that and I didn't realize it because I just thought, well, these women just hate me because I don't look like my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't look thin, tall, pretty. Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing the new clothes. You know, just all of that. And it was just, yeah, definitely so classist. Very classist. We can also talk about that. That's another thing. Yeah. It's like femininity as a performance is classist if you need to be able to afford the clothes, the nails and the hair and all the makeup. Like, if you can't afford that and you can't, perform femininity in those ways you're not you're going to be punished for it i mean that goes right into the fact that fat girls clothes are so much more expensive than regular like my bras like by the way for the first time in my life i'm wearing a strapless bra okay which used to be fucking 85 dollars and i happened to get on sale but like you know that's a huge part of it is that like for a really long time jeans my size were like 80 bucks a pair nobody was going to take me to go buy jeans my size no one and bras and panties everything was at least 15 to 30 dollars more than it was for straight sizes mm-hmm. and what's the like how am i supposed to do that as a poor person mm-hmm. how is that supposed to be you know and I, I mentioned having to work 
at the Home Depot and stuff, you know, and having to wear certain clothes, they like encouraged me to go shop and spend all this money on Mm -hmm. specific clothing to look a certain way. And it was just the life of being a fat girl, like as if I could have, I could spend $200 on pants and a top, like, you know? So yeah, just, it's been a journey, but we are surviving it every fucking day. Just learning more about ourselves, growing and becoming more beautiful Mm -hmm. every day. That's it. I'm into that. I'm into that too. Well, guys, thank you for following along and hanging out with us. We are logging off, but we've had a lovely time. Of course. Thank you for coming. I love you. I love you. Bye, everyone. (laughs) We're going to make out now.